Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Taco Tuesday, right after Raid Mar-a-Lago Monday. Hunter Biden's laptop this morning be like, I don't even own a safe. <laughs> oh, oh, what a great week for America. What a great week for America. Uh, the, the right-wing media machine is absolutely freaking the fuck out. And it should tell you something. It should really tell you something. Every time they do this, every time they're in full freakout mode, it does not go well for them. That's why they're in full freakout mode. You even have Kevin Kevin McCarthy giving more, more gifts to pro-democracy people out there to win elections by saying, if we, we win elections, we're going to do what we're accusing them of doing all night last night. All night, all night on right-wing media, Fox News, uh, Tucker Carlson couldn't even show up because his britches were so shitty, probably. All night. They complained. Hunter Biden's laptop. The email lady. Her emails. They complained that this was a political witch hunt. It's a political prosecution. It sh- it, what is this? Communist Russia? Which they would love this to be communist Russia. The point, though, is that they are calling for exactly what they're saying this is. Have you noticed that? They're like, well, this is, this is egregious. This is way, way, way too much overreach from the government, Joe Biden. But what they want to do is take over the government and they want to prosecute anyone and everyone who's in sight. Anyone and anyone who's in sight. You're a Democrat, jail, bitch. It really, they are projecting here. And they have no other option but to project here. Now, I'm going to get to the raid. But the response of the raid is way more important, folks. We know Trump's a criminal. I mean, Jesus Christ, Midas Dutch put it best in their tweet. When your main question is, what fucking crime are they raiding for? When that's the main question, you're in deep, deep fucking shit. But let me tell you something. The raid in and of itself is another animal. But the response is what is so important, okay? Because we're talking about politics, right? We're talking about how to win elections. And the reason why the Republican Party, the domestic terrorists that they are, they've self-proclaimed this. I'm not making this shit up now. They have self-proclaimed that they're domestic terrorists. I'm not committing libel. They said it at their Nazi rally in Texas, the Nuremberg rally that they just held. They declared themselves all domestic terrorists, every single one of them. The domestic terrorists 
are freaking out and digging in their heels because of elections and because of politics. That's why. If if they were really smart about this, and, and by smart, I mean want to have a chance to win elections in the future. If they thought their party had a future, they would take this opportunity to absolutely fucking dunk Trump in the fucking trash can. Absolutely take out the fucking garbage and get rid of Trump for good. Just cut him off. That's what they would do in this moment. But they're not worried about the future of their party because they know there isn't a future of their party. There isn't one. They have they have scraped the bottom of the barrel so much in this country that it's all they have left now. That's it. That's all they have left. The tail that does wag the fascist dog that is the GQP, the former Republican Party, now the party of raids, FBI raids. And they have to defend this stuff. Even Marjorie Taylor Greene last night was wanting to defund the police along with many others. Remember remember back in 2020 when Democrats were against the rule of law and they weren't they were against law and order when they wanted to defund the police which no Democrat said that shit. No Democrat said that shit. There was no policy, there was no bill to defund the police. I mean maybe there should be. I I guess you could argue that. But there was no bill. There was no legislation. There was no person in, in any legislative body, meaningful legislative body in this country, who is trying to defund the police. But here they are. The minute their mango Mussolini Jesus gets raided for crimes that he's committed, defund the police. And the reason why they're freaking out mostly is because they're scared they're next. They're scared they're next. They are so happy that the news is that this has to do with the classified documents. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Roger Stone, some of these others, Alex Jones. Alex, Roger Stone was on Alex Jones' show last night talking about this, by the way. By the way, Tony, why is Alex Jones and Roger Stone relevant in this story? Because um, there was a back channel during January 6th between the people who controlled the QRF, the Oath Keepers, Stuart Rhodes, the guns and weapons and the president of the United States. And there's a couple people who have his private phone or who talk to him on a, on a, on a frequent basis. Speaking of that, did you see the news? It got buried. Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson tweet or text each other every single day. I guess there's dick pics between Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones. I mean, I don't know if they're dick pics. I don't know. You're saying they text back and forth intimately, just like him and Roger Stone, apparently trade, Nude photos of their wives. Anyways, I digress. I'm getting off track here. (laughs) Oh, what an exciting morning. What an exciting morning it is. Dan Bongino goes on Fox News last night on Jesse Waters' show and says, liberals in this country, the left, think this is funny. Everyone thinks it's funny, actually, Bongino. Everyone who isn't a Trump sycophant, everyone who doesn't alter at the at the altar of Cheeto dust, anyone who doesn't put on their knee pads and give that fucking fat, nasty slob fellatio thinks this is funny. All of them. Every single one of them. And I'm actually grateful in this country 
that we have in our democracy, that we can actually have a system of government that we, the people, choose our representatives. And those representatives, as long as we do our job as citizens and do our civic duty and actually have some common sense about electing officials and make sure that if we put a party in power, not just people, but a party in power, like we have now, the Democrats in the House, the Senate, and the executive branch, that they are responsible enough to handle that power. And they did just that with the January 6th Select Committee, which they were forced to do by the party that is not responsible. And Kevin McCarthy says, as soon as I'm Speaker of the House, I'm going to investigate everybody. Everybody. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. He's just giving you, he's just giving you what you need to go out and, and engage in the ballot. I always talk about it here. I always talk about it. To actually get to the point where you want your democracy to be, you have to engage in democracy. You have to actually do the thing of democracy. You have to do that thing. And it's not just voting. It's not just marking who you want to be your representative. That's not all it is. You have to engage. You have to talk to people. You have to help them get information that they don't already have so they can make their decision. Your community members, the people at your church, the people at your work, the people at your children's school, at the PTA meetings, Jesus, the people at the checkout line at the store. Those are the people that you have to engage with. We have we have to engage in our democracy. For far too long, Americans have taken advantage that democracy will be there tomorrow. All I have to do is wake up. No, it is hard work to keep a democracy, especially when you have fascists at the front door. And we 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 witnessed last night after Donald Trump was raided for what we are assuming are documents, classified documents. That's what we're assuming at this point. Now, there's a lot of speculation, and I'm going to speculate a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do today. But there's a lot of speculation of, around of why they went there. That in and of itself is a problem for the Republican Party and Trump. But here's the thing. You have a responsibility here. Forget about the raid. Forget about Trump. Forget about the Republican Party at this moment. You have a responsibility to your way of life, your democracy, to do the thing that you need to do and engage in your government. It's yours. We are the government. We, we get to fucking decide. It is our choice. No matter what some bonehead says, it's not your body, not your choice. Some fucking trumped up white dude. We still have the choice of voting. We still have the power of voting still. So use it while you have it. And it's not just marking your ballot. It's engaging in democracy. It's having that strategic outrage. It's making sure that your family members and your friends know how important this is. Because after last night, we, we know now that the fascists are willing, are willing to sell our democracy down the river just for political power. Because that's exactly what they're accusing Merrick Garland of doing. This is really fucking stupid. Now, our <laughs> our title today is Dark Garland Raids Trump. 
right? And of course, uh, it, it, you know, the dark Brandon, dark Garland stuff. It's all a fucking joke. It's all a, it's all to mock these dumb sons of bitches. You know, I'm talking about these people who wear these trumped up costumes and they fly the flags and, you know, the people who showed up at Mar-a-Lago last night at Palm Beach. <laughs> As if Palm Beach wants a bunch of redneck hillbillies crossing the bridge from West Palm Beach to, to fucking be flying Trump flags and acting like a bunch of goddamn rednecks. No, they do not. They do not. And trust me, the people in Palm Beach that live over on the island in Palm Beach fucking hate Trump and hate Trump supporters at this point, especially if they set up camp there, which I hope they do. I hope, I hope his supporters set up fucking camp in front of that fucking piece of shit hotel and just make it look trashy as shit. It's trashy as trash can get. Fuck yes, let's do that. Let's really show the world who this moron is. And who his fucking supporters are. Some people are trying to fear monger on, on mainstream media about the dark web and all the dangerous, all the dangerous stuff that's going on over there. Well, they're watching them. That's the point. They know where they're at now. They know where they're at and they're watching them. Folks, they're going to start rounding up all the real domestic terrorists, the people who are wanting to commit violence and planning to commit violence. You're going to watch as they round them up. It's going to start happening. They did it when Obama was president, when they were plotting to kill Obama. They were rounding them up and rounding them up and rounding them up all over the country. And they're going to do the same here. Because they're watching. They're paying attention. Now, let's get let's get to the raid itself. Because <laughs> I'm dying to talk about the raid itself. I'm dying to talk about the raid itself. So, the raid itself... There's a couple different things here. Donald Trump did not know about this raid. And neither did his staff or people around him. That is very significant. That's very significant. And it's very significant because it would be hard to keep um, anyone inside this investigation that you're assuming is going on now at the DOJ. He's under criminal investigation. Um, now, now we know. I mean, there's big, huge confirmation right there in front of your face that he's under criminal investigation. There wouldn't be an FBI search warrant like that without there being a criminal investigation. That we know. But it would be very hard to keep the word from leaking out with a lot of FBI agents that were going to have to go and actually c uh, execute this search warrant. The other thing you have to remember is the state of Florida or the local law enforcement officials probably were called in to help execute this warrant. You know, traffic, get get all the agents in, get all the agents out. So Ron DeSantis probably knew about this. Ron DeSantis probably knew about this. Yep. And Donald Trump did not. The other thing that I think is significant about the raid is that Donald Trump was in New York when this happened. So he wasn't actually at Mar-a-Lago when this happened which is very, very important to really mindfuck him. If the Department of Justice is really looking to screw with Donald Trump here and get him to do all kinds of crimes to cover up more crimes, because I think that's what's happening here. You know, I don't know for sure exactly with these documents and how many and what they took and the 15 boxes, but there seems to be um, this cat, 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 
cat and mouse game between the Department of Justice and Trump to see how much crime he's actually going to commit. That's my take on it. Because they waited until he was in New York. They didn't let this leak, which means they kept this under the most scrutiny of raps that you could possibly have. They have a magistrate, a federal magistrate, giving the uh, the legal authority for this search warrant, which that's another thing um, that I think is very significant here, is that it is a search warrant. It's not... Uh, so they searched his residence at Mar-a-Lago. And, and he even brought up in his little statement that they, cra- they, they broke into his safe. Well, they can search his safe. They can search his safe. Why can't they? Now, it, it, it makes me wonder <laughs> about the safe. Because I really was thinking about it this morning. I'm thinking, you know what? Donald Trump, if he is as rich as he says he is, he could really afford a really nice safe. I, and now bear with me. Bear with me. I'm not saying he bought a very expensive safe. I'm saying that that cheap motherfucker probably brought a, a, like, like a Walmart-style safe. You know, like a Costco style safe, and that's what he's got. He's that's what he's got all this crime hidden in, right? And all his fake jewelry and his fake cufflings, and he's got all that. You know, the the fake ass jewelry that looks expensive. He's got it in this cheap ass fucking safe in a closet somewhere, probably. Probably doesn't even screwed to the ground. I'm sure. My thought was, well, would they have a safe cracker on scene with the FBI to break into the safe? Because if that's the case, then they knew there was a safe there. They knew it. They knew there was a safe. Hmm. And he brought up the safe. Now, this is uh, this fucking idiot always projects. He's always projecting. He's always giving you the evidence. He's always doing it. Every single time. And by him bringing up the safe in the actual statement and knowing that the FBI would have to bring someone who could crack a safe or, or the tools to crack a safe on site. Because otherwise, they just take the fucking safe. I mean, why wouldn't the FBI just take the fucking safe? I mean, yeah, the safe isn't evidence, but everything inside of it. So they knew something was in that safe. They suspected something was in that safe. So what could be in the safe? I don't know. And that's that's the tell in his statement that there was something he was hiding in the safe. That's why he said it. That's why he said it. Someone tweeted out last night that they should get Donald Trump on TV and do a two-hour interview with him over the phone and just let him talk. Just let him talk on open air. And I thought, that's a hell of an idea. This guy will tell us every single fucking crime he's committed after after he's had his staff go through all his secret places, his secret places, (laughs) to try to figure out what they took and what they didn't take. That's the other thing that's beautiful about this. And really, 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 really getting underneath the skin of Donald Trump, really getting underneath the skin of Donald Trump, is that he wasn't there to figure out what the hell they were taking and to say, no, keep your hands off that. No, don't touch that. That has nothing to do with that. No collusion, no corruption. No collusion, no corruption. No collusion, no corruption. It was a perfect phone call. It was a perfect phone call. It was a perfect phone call. Oh, boy. Yeah, we do think it's funny, Dan Bongino. We think it's great. What a great week for America. Last Tuesday 
The citizens of Kansas told Kansas to fuck off. You will not take our rights away from us, you bitch. You will not do that. We will keep our rights and we will keep fighting for our rights in the state of Kansas. The tide is turning. And then this week, we watch as the Cheeto Dust Mobster, the Mango Mussolini Jesus, Grandpa Poopy Pants himself, Donald J. J. Trump, fall to an FBI search warrant. What a fantastic, a fantastic week. Uh, I got some news for you for today's show. Today we're going to have uh, Texas Paul on. Um, he's having trouble with his link. That's right. It's Tuesday. Texas Paul is back with us. We also we also are going to try to bring in Rachel Bittacoffer at the top of the next hour. We missed her yesterday. She was uh, out of service. But today we're going to try to bring her back on. So we have Texas Paul, the Midas Mighty Favorite. He was going to come talk about Texas stuff, but I'm sure with this news, we're not going to get to much that's in Texas. We're going to have Florida talk on Texas Tuesday, almost the entire the entirety of while, while Texas Paul is here. And then Rachel Bittacoffer is going to join us at the top of the other. I really, really wanted to talk to Rachel about the Nuremberg rally on, on the, over the weekend, the Nazi rally down in Texas, CPAC. I really wanted to talk to Rachel about that, but God, this topic, whoosh, you talk about being gone, long gone, gone like the wind gone. CPAC is, that news has sailed with this news that we have this morning. Um, Again, great, great news for not just, not just, not just the people who are against Trump, because you got to remember that this is about democracy. This is about law and order. This is about the decisions that we make every single day, not just during an election or on an election day. This is about the decisions that you make every single day. When you're out there engaging with people, talking to people, when they say things like, oh, both sides are the same, when they're not. They're not. We only have one party in our two-party system, unfortunately, right now. And what I mean by that is that the Republican Party has failed this country and its citizens by being for democracy, being for democracy first, and then having their ideology second. They are not pro-democracy. They want to destroy our democracy. And they proved it to us last night in their total fucking freak out as their orange Mussolini Jesus gets raided. He wasn't arrested. He wasn't charged. But they're terrified of what's to come. Absolutely terrified of what's to come. Not one Democrat was freaking out. I didn't see any of them freaking out. I mean, besides Andrew Cuomo. (laughs) But that that guy's got cause to be, he's got reason to be concerned about FBI raids himself. Why are we still listening to Andrew Cuomo? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Either Cuomo, for that matter. But I'll tell you that it's up to you. It is up to you, pro-democracy person, for you to engage in your government. Because it's yours. We are the government. It is us. 
And the beautiful part about what happened last night is we made the decision to put responsible people in charge who would decide who the attorney general is to make those responsible decisions. And that is the most important thing that we can do is to make sure that civic minded, responsible, pro-democracy people are in charge of our government. It's us. Because he stole our documents. He stole stuff that belonged to us, folks, when he took those boxes. And I don't know what he did with it. I don't know if he sold it. I don't know if he gave it away. I don't know if he's lying about having it and trying to hide it. I don't know. But there is something to trigger this raid for 100 FBI agents to go down to Mar-a-Lago and to kick down his fucking door and open his safe. And it has something to do with those documents. And maybe they found some more stuff for some more crimes. But when your main question is, what crimes are they raiding for? That's the question. So let's not let's not forget. Let's remember that it is us. It is our government. It is our office of the presidency. And he shit on us. He shit on our government. He shit on our vote. He shit on our office. He shit on our democracy, and he continues to do it. And the total freakout from the right wing last night was more evidence that they are willing to keep him in power and to keep shitting on our democracy. And it is your choice, yours, whether you are going to let them do that or not. We see we see sea changes in Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona. We're watching as the tide is turning. And the fraud is being exposed. That Trumpism is somehow popular in this country. That is all bullshit. All of it. It has been for a long time. He's not popular. Trumpism, the American people do not want it. Eight million more people voted against Trumpism. Because I don't believe 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. I believe a lot of those 81 million voted against Trumpism. And I believe they still will. But we have to we have to be very clear about how important it is for them not to gain power. And they're telling us why, folks. They're saying it out loud. So join me every single weekday, Monday through Friday, right here. Noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And simulcasting from the Midas Touch Facebook page. Don't go anywhere. You are not. Do not go anywhere. As soon as we get back, we have Texas Paul right after this break. Do not go anywhere. Texas Paul right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you numb and alone after storming the Capitol? Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Do you feel exposed to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Paul Gosar, and thanks to my new product, Pardon Blanket, I've got you covered. Pardon Blanket specifically works to make you feel safe and cozy after your involvement on January 6th. And if you're one of the other members of Congress who also helped with the attempted coup, Pardon Blanket will protect you too. Pardon Blanket is made of a sort of soft fleece and a layer of sheep's wool. And they're 100% made in the USA. 
Don't delay and get your pardon blanket today for just $99.99. Actual pardons not guaranteed. Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Thanks for sticking around through the break. Oh, baby, I can feel it out there. I can feel democracy growing. I can feel people loving democracy more and more every single minute of the day. I got a special guest for everyone here. Everyone, uh, we missed him last week because he was he was Cancun Paul last week. Let's let's face it, he was Cancun Paul last week. He was down in Mexico, um, not not because he was running away from anything, because he he deserved a vacation. He had earned a vacation, but he is back in Texas. He is back with us here on the Tony Michaels podcast for Texas Tuesdays with Texas Paul. But I'm sure we're going to have to talk a little bit about Florida. So he might end up being Florida Paul uh, this morning. Texas Paul, good morning. How are you? Top of the morning to you, sir. I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. Well, I, I, I tell you what, a lot of a lot of people are excited about some of the news um, that has happened just over the last 24 hours. Um, you know, a lot of people have been responding to it. It, it kind of came out of nowhere. No one really saw it coming. When I actually noticed it on Twitter, there was a small reporter um, that was from South Florida. And they were like, um, there's a big raid over at Mar-a-Lago. All the big reporters need to be on this fast. And I was like, holy shit. It was like two minutes in. And uh, then I got cued in that, yes, it is confirmed by Donald Trump. And he was uh, t- posting about it over on Fraud Social. Um, and uh, it, it, it's an amazing uh, turn of events. It's an amazing piece of American history that we will remember forever. Um, and, I, and I say that because this is, you know, a lot of the right wingers are, are frustrated because this hasn't happened in our country yet. And, the, Paul, the reason why it hasn't happened it's because we haven't had such a fucking criminal that was inside the White House. That is, you know, I, I wanted, I, you know, I was watching what they were saying and, you know, tr- trying to think through what their what their freak out was about. But really, honestly, their entire argument here is you can't do this to a former president. Well, you don't do this to former presidents because former presidents aren't fucking criminals like Donald Trump is a criminal. What says you? You know, you, you're you're knocking it out of the park there, Tony. I, I have been so disgusted by the rhetoric coming out of the right. You know, if if a guy will pick up an AR-15 and go to Comet Ping Pong Pizza because he read some QAnon bullshit about, you know, some conspiracy theory, the stuff that's being said right now is going to drive these gravy seals and in and, and, and AR-15 toting right-wing idiots to do something violent. It's insane what's going on right now in the right-wing bubble. It's just insane. It is really, uh, you know, you just, you can't believe some of the rhetoric. You've got Paul Gosar calling for the FBI to be uh, to be dissolved. You've got uh, Anthony Sabatini, Rep. Anthony Sabatini, he, he's saying that the uh, state of Florida should break ties with the DOJ and that any FBI agent acting in a law enforcement capacity 
in the state of Florida that doesn't have the approval of the state of Florida to do what he's doing should be arrested immediately. I mean, well, that, that sounds insane. like to me, that sounds like to me that it's, um, that it's more, um, they're really terrified of what could actually become of the DOJ. Uh, our co-host Gabe Sanchez is joining us now. Um, here's the thing is if you look at what happens with like a federal warrant, right. And then when law enforcement decides to go and actually execute a warrant with a hundred FBI agents, they normally go to, I don't know, like a state agency, like a highway patrol or state police. And then they go to local law enforcement because what they understand is that there's going to be a lot of vehicles. There's going to be a lot of things happening in that one little space. So they need, uh, you know, some law enforcement, you know, to, to protect um, the agents from, you know, people passing by, people who want to come fuck with them or media. They just want control of that area. So Ron DeSantis likely knew about this oh, raid. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. maybe maybe only hours before. But here's the thing that's so important about this that I think people should understand that this is a serious fucking deal. This just wasn't something that they shit out and then went went over there and executed a raid. This has been planning for a while now. We watched as those 15 boxes were toted off the property and hauled into a U-Haul truck up to back to Washington. And I don't know if that's the actual reason. It is reported that that is the reason. Um, but I have a feeling that that either some of those classified documents or some of that stuff that he took from our government, from our White House, from our office of the presidency, they're ours. It's our stuff. Um, it's the government stuff. And we're the government. I believe that some of that stuff did not make its way back to Washington. And that's what they are looking for. So there's a lot of speculation out there and there's going to be more and more and more. But, but what do you guys think? Do you guys, do you guys think that he kept these documents that something like there was some of this stuff in the safe or do you think he sold some of this shit? I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put past Trump to, uh, to, to take something with the intent of selling it, we already know the guy's broke, right? So he's trying to figure out who the highest bidder is, whether that's on some sort of black market, some illegal selling or whatever it might be. I also think that, yeah, he probably kept it because he's got some weird like, oh, I just want a memento of like this moment of me being in office, you know, until the point that someone goes, I'll give you this much money for it. And he goes, well, I don't need it actually. After all. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I mean, he hangs all this crazy shit on the wall. Right, right, right. right. And I wouldn't, you know, like Eric Trump was on Sean Hannity. And he was like, oh, they went into the safe and there was nothing in the safe. Right. OK, I highly doubt that. I guarantee there was something in the safe. And yeah, to your point earlier, like I, I do think that. And let's be clear here. There wasn't these boxes of, of information, these 15 boxes. They didn't just accidentally show up like, oops, we put on the moving truck and it just happened to come over. It wasn't like you left something at your last Airbnb and was like, oh, can you can you send it back to me? It was intent. There was malicious intent in taking those things. And they're like, yeah, we're going to take it. And if they ask for it, then we'll deal with it then. But I think when they, you know, when they got back the 15 boxes, they probably went through and they're like, mm, not everything's here. Or they're like, we've got everything but now we've discovered there's other things that weren't on the list that are now missing or also missing. So Paul, I want to talk about this safe for a second because <laughs> I, I, I kept running to my brain last night. I'm like, you know, he claims to be a billionaire and he's not really as rich as he says he is, but a guy, this guy is rich enough to have a decent safe. 
but I almost yeah. bet that this thing's a piece of shit, right? It's like a Costco style safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on, it's it's Trump. He's tacky as fuck, Paul. What do you think? What do yeah, you, do you yeah. think? It's a, yeah. a nice safer. You know, I I'll be honest with you. I, it's probably the original safe that was at Mar-a-Lago when he bought the place. To be honest with you, it's probably a 1912 edition. <laughs> uh, you know, box piece of shit. I don't think he he's much into spending real money on things like decent safes. That just does, I don't get that feeling from the guy. And you know, Gabe, I think you're absolutely on to something there. Um the FBI doesn't do a raid like this willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. They really don't. There's political fallout from this. There will be violence over this. They know it. So. Yeah. They 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 had a more nefarious uh Something going on that made them do this because you know they've gone down there and gotten documents before. Mm-hmm. This this was not kosher. You remember the, the January sixth committee when we were all on the panel talking about Stephanie Grisham, um, and we kept hearing from all of the people we'd go to coverage afterwards during our roundtable and listen to people, and they would always say there is more out there. There is very very damning information out there. And I think this is part of it because, you know, Stephanie Grisham gave testimony under oath that she saw Trump destroying uh, classified documents, that she saw him stuffing them in his pocket and leaving with them, that she saw him when they were leaving the White House boxing up uh, these documents and taking them. So, no, I don't think this is just, uh, hey, give us our documents back. There's something much more nefarious to this that he was up to, to mm-hmm. warrant dozens of FBI agents to do. And and Tony, you are dead on the money. That's going to be the great part in watching this. Uh, remember, I said Liz Cheney was going to burn this fucking house down <laughs> and go piss on the smoldering ashes. You hit it on the head with DeSantis. FBI agents, dozens of FBI agents in armored vehicles do not just roll down the street and show up at your house because people call the cops over shit like that. And the cops have to know. They have to be involved. Mm -hmm. DeSantis knew this. He green-lighted it. He kept his mouth shut. And he threw his greatest political opponent in 2024 under the bus, pulled the back tires on him, hit the brakes and slammed <laughs> on the gas until there was nothing but a pile of meat left of Trump. I guarantee right. you. He road roasted. He road roasted. He road roasted that son a, of a bitch. I mean, that you, you bring up a good point, which is like when we're talking about who, like we haven't even announced who's running in 2024, right? We're still dealing with the, the upcoming 2022 midterms. But everyone right now on Fox and other right-wing shows is saying, oh, you know, it's Biden's way of pulling his opponent out Trump. You know, Tony and I talked about this last night, which was neither candidate has been announced. <clears throat> so in, in both those ways, no one is running for president in 2024. So there are no opponents. There are no candidates that are doing it. Now, the closest thing to a candidate that is an opponent to Trump would be DeSantis. So no one is talking about really what's happening here is DeSantis is removing his own opponent from the race. So again, yeah, 
he knew full well, had to approve it, sign off. And, you know, it is funny to see all these people who are like, oh, no knock warrants. They're not a big thing with like people like Breonna Taylor who are victims of those. Mm -hmm. But then for this stuff, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, well, (laughs) this was they just came unannounced and they were dressed up like normal people and they they didn't have FBI jackets on so we couldn't point them out it's like cry me a fucking river you know th- th- that that goes back to their full freak out on um on Fox News and others because it is this low light calling for violence type stuff mm-hmm. uh, where they're like oh there's going to be hell to pay and you know oh this country's going to be pissed and there's going to be people in this country that are willing to fight for you know Trump and blah 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 and on and on but but um last night the images from Palm Beach and I don't know I I, I went to uh, look at Palm Beach um Palm Beach is like an island right like on the side of West Palm Beach and it's kind of like you know, all the rich people live in Palm Beach and all the non-rich people live over the bridge in, in West Palm Beach. Right. And and mm. last night you watched West Palm Beach Trump, Trump humping idiots come across the bridge <laughs> and just piss off, just piss off all the rich folk. Oh, you right. know, you know, they're like, what in the actual fucking circus is going on here? Well, it's I mean, it's straight up. I mean, it's NIMBY, right? It's not in my backyard. Right. These are the people who are rich and they're like, da, 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 don't come over the bridge, guys. Right. This is These ours. are the people that sued Trump for living at Mar-a-Lago. Right. right. They do not. Well, and because Trump they don't there. want his they don't want his supporters there. Yeah. That's the reason why. Exactly. And and that's exactly. that's and, and you know, um, I, I forget who it was, but. Even even on the mainstream media, they're kind of stoking fear by saying all oh, the dark web and the deep, dark parts of the web are are activated now tonight and all this shit. And I'm like, well, any, any part of the any part of the interwebs was activated last night with this news, yeah. which is a good deal. And really, honestly, by them yelling and screaming and projecting th- their authoritarian ways in, in, last night and today and on uh, on for the next few weeks. It'll be clear to this country why you don't want them in power, right? Mm-hmm. Like because they're they're saying we're going to do the thing that we're accusing you of doing right. as soon as we get power. Like, well, if it's so bad, why are you saying that's what you're going to do as retaliation? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Well, they want you know about? Republicans want vengeance only if they can be the ones that do it, as opposed to law and order, which they rant and rave about. And then when it comes to actually, you know, the FBI following. Law and order, they go, whoa, whoa, guys, hey, we didn't actually mean it for us. We meant it for the people who are our enemies, our opponents, whoever's running for office that uh, has done nothing wrong, but we've done something wrong. We don't want that spotlight on us. You know, that's well, what Paul, it is. Well, Paul, we've seen this in the January 6th select hearings. And I want to mention they're supposed to have more hearings, and I know you'll join us. So make sure to follow us here on the Tony Michaels podcast on the YouTube channel here, and then go over to the Mindest Touch. Not yet. Don't wait till the show's over, but you can go over <laughs> to the Mindest Touch Network and follow us there because we will be having more and more of these hearings. But this was a theme in the hearings even where the, the Republicans are like, oh, well, one one case for us, another case for you type stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're hearing it all over the right wing. It's it's you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene flying an upside down flag on her Twitter page right now. You've got, uh, you know, these same people that were screaming, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up, are now going on Laura. Jim Jordan was on Laura Ingram on Fox News. And you, uh, talking about how, well, we're going to have the gavel and you're going to pay for this. I mean, literally saying it out loud. 
that there's going to be political retribution. And that's not what's going on here, folks. Let's let's be clear about this. Christopher Wray is a Republican appointed by Trump. He handpicked, he handpicked is every not fired a Democrat. Yeah. He is not working with Joe Biden to get Trump. He is not. That is not who this man is. He believes in a separation between the administration and 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 the FBI. That's one of the reasons Trump hated him. Mm-hmm. Was he said, "No, I do not work for you. I work for the Attorney General. That's it. Talk to my boss. That's it. That's the way Christopher Ray works." And we have a separation of powers that's working here. The mm-hmm. judicial branch weighed in. They listened to the probable cause and they signed off on a warrant. Folks, this is the way investigations work. And if we can reach one asshole out there who's thinking about doing something stupid, listen, it's an Mm -hmm. investigation. If there's something there, Trump will have his day in court. He will be able to prove his innocence. If there is nothing there, he will walk. Right. This the is other thing, be so public. The other thing too is I wouldn't be surprised. Like if there, if this really was uh, unfair and unjust, Trump would have blasted that search warrant all over right. the internet. Right. Right. Like if this really was a big problem, like and and obviously he doesn't want to do that because that search warrant is going to clearly indicate why they're there, which was either getting more additional or like additional classified documents or, you know, a specific thing that they were looking for that's gone missing, which would obviously cause a lot of people to say, wait, 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 why, why did you take that? Right. But Trump doesn't want to do that. He's not willing to show the evidence to prove that he is innocent. And this was an unwanted uh, raid on his property. Oh, they're sieging my property. Oh, get the fuck out of here. They came in. Full disclosure, they they told you why they were there. They had all of the evidence. They clearly couldn't get a search warrant if they did not get approval from a judge to say, yep, this all makes sense, and you have a case here for why you need to go there. It's not, you know, Ron DeSantis obviously wants his whole Florida State Army to go do whatever he wants, but that's not how the federal government works. Like, you can't just throw someone in and say, go do this, right? And it's to your point, what you said, Christopher Ray. He is someone who follows, you know, justice and democracy and won't just be some, you know, pawn or political like, you know, pawn for for someone who's of a, a higher power to just say, yeah, OK, I'll I'll go raid that place or I'll go do this or whatever. But again, Tony said it. He was handpicked by Trump and all of these MAGA people, these Republicans seem to forget the concept that Comey was left because he didn't have loyalty and, and Ray was put in as a replacement. And it turns out that he also was pro justice and pro democracy and wouldn't fall under the loyalty kind of language that Trump wanted. Paul, what says you money right on the money? Well, I, I think, I think the, um, you brought up, um, the executive branch and Joe Biden and who's picking who and where's, where's going where, and I think last night um, it should calm down some of this talk, especially from some of these lefties on, on the Internet uh, trying to stoke fear that Merrick Garland isn't doing his job. That hey, Because Merrick Garland, also in this, in this uh, search warrant, Merrick Garland would have 
signed off on this. This would not, you know, go, um, you know, below Merrick Garland. This would go to the top. Um, there would be, he would make sure that this was airtight before it was presented and make sure there was not going to be any kind of, you know, shenanigans before it was presented to the magistrate, right? Like his, it's his department of justice. It's his FBI. It would go to the top to make sure that this was locked tight. Now, the other thing that goes to that, not just (laughs) the dark Garland, dark Brandon stuff, but also um, last night, the white house claims and, and we'll probably find this out through history because we're not going to find it out right away. But we'll probably find this out through history that that the White House did not actually know um, what what was going to happen down at that raid. And that only gives more evidence and, and allows um, more people to understand that Merrick Garland is acting here. It is happening. Um, the, the wheels of justice are moving, but they move really, really fucking slow. I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing, though. All I can think about is I know a Kentucky turtle right now that really wishes Merrick Garland was on the Supreme Court. <laughs> this was well, actually, actually, I'll disagree with you there. I actually think Mitch McConnell's one of the happiest guys in Washington today. He's one of the happiest guys. Oh, absolutely. This is uh, Mitch McConnell is happy because it's going to take it's going to take away any chance that Kevin McCarthy has to be the Speaker of the House. It's going to take take away any chance that Donald Trump has to even think about running for president. I mean, it really it really is because Mitch McConnell, I believe, is more on the side of Liz Cheney. But because of his leadership role and how the tail wags the dog, he can't operate in that space right now. He has to wait for this all this cloud to, to roll over until he can operate in that space again. Distinct possibility, distinct mm-hmm. possibility right there. And I'll tell you something else that it, it does is it ends Ron DeSantis. I don't know if you've looked at the polling, but Charlie Chris was already close. I mean, the, the race was already tight. It was already tight. This is neck and neck now. I mean, because it's coming out that DeSantis knew. And the MAGA nuts are not going, they're mm-hmm. not the forgiving type. They're not going to say, oh, well, DeSantis is our boy, this, that, and the other. No, they're going to say he fucked Trump. He fucked us. Well, you and know? you know, and, it, it could divide the party uh, between, you know, the, the Mogolodites. The Mogolodites, part of them could go towards DeSantis, part of them could go towards Trump, which uh, we should capitalize on, folks. We should politicize every single mm-hmm. move of this, because that's the other thing that I want to get to here, Paul, is because you're watching in Texas as Beto O'Rourke is um, really coming up the heels of Greg Abbott uh, by talking about community, talking about Texas, not talking about, you know, crazy wackadoo shit. He's actually talking about shit that people care about. Um, and he's right. he's giving, he's presenting a campaign that a lot of politicians, pro-democracy politicians in particular, that, that can follow in this country. We have the race in Pennsylvania that is so wide open for Fetterman. Fetterman's absolutely, absolutely trouncing Oz. Um, J.D. Vance, who has got his Cheeto dust knee pads on, that will give him more reason why they should not elect him. Uh, you watch as Herschel Walker is the the Trump, you know, anointed um brainless candidate in Georgia. So Warnock is likely to win that race, which could pull Stacey Abrams even over the finish line. So everywhere you turn, everywhere you turn, this actual... Jimmy's is not Marco? 
Well, right. Well, I mean, so everywhere you turn, not just in Florida, though, everywhere you turn, this raid has massive, massive political uh, implications on a lot of races around the country. And the FBI and the attorney general knew that. And I think that's where, you know, some of this fodder about Merrick Garland DOJ not doing kind of stuck. You know, some of it kind of stuck in the narrative that Democrats don't do anything, that they're weak and, you know, all this nonsense on and on and on, because it really was all nonsense. Now that we see that they're willing to go raid him just months after they pick up these 15 boxes, right? Which I I mean, there's probably an indication that there's a crime inside the boxes or missing from the boxes. Mm -hmm. But I guess my point here is what does, what do you think the political implications are and how do we as pro-democracy people politicize this and take advantage of this to make sure that we win these races and these morons don't get a hold of government and do what they say we're doing, which is politicizing it and, and having, you know, a communist Russia. And what do we do? What do you think we do, Paul? Well, I tell you, you're, you're, you're right on the point in that we have to drive that wedge in as deep as we can. You know, you've got Carrie fake in Arizona who's now screwed herself in this MAGA civil war in the Republican Party. The McCain machine in Arizona, just using it as an example of what you're talking about, the McCain machine in Arizona is beloved. It is just beloved. Uh, You know, the daughter, not so much, but John McCain is a hero to every veteran in Arizona. And Carrie Fake just came out and talked shit about John McCain and the McCain machine and how she has drove, driven, pardon me, driven a stake into their heart. Folks, that put Katie Hobbs in the governorship right there. That attack on McCain, on the McCains, which we need to be amplifying, puts Katie Hobbs, the Democrat, in the governorship. It was a tight race already. And Carrie Fake commits suicide. DeSantis is screwed. He is screwed. He he knew about this. He cannot say he didn't know about it. Merrick Garland does things by the numbers, and we've talked about why Mm -hmm. the FBI contacts local PD. DeSantis is screwed in an already tight race. We have to be screaming about this split that you have. You've got MAGA calling for Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House, for Christ's sake. I'm not even kidding. Jim frickin' Jordan <laughs> for Speaker of the House. You know, you <laughs> well, take, there's, there, there's nothing too. more that would win elections than than floating yeah. that Jim Jordan is going to be Speaker of the House. I, everyone would go vote against anyone who would say that type of shit. I mean, again, this is, this is like you said, drive a wedge in as deep as you can. The, the issue that we need to focus on because I think the raid is important, right? And getting the facts of the raid is important. But I think that what happens politically after the raid is way more important to us as a country. That politically is what is going to dictate how our government is formed in 2022, 2024, 2026, and 2028. Because each one of those elections, as soon as we're done with 2022, 2024 is going to be the most important election, Paul and Gabe. 
that that is what is going to happen. And we have to make sure that us as pro-democracy people, because we are the government, are willing to stand and say we're willing to politicize the shit out of this to make sure that our government is pro-democracy, not these fucking weird ass, you know, looney tune, lunatic, wackadoo fascist. We just don't want it anymore. We want some sanity. We want to get back to doing the things that our country does, like building bridges and and creating jobs and and advancing technology. We want to get back to that stuff and argue that stuff. We don't want to have to continue this long slog of you're a fascist, you're domestic terrorist. We don't want white Christian nationalism. Why are you people undermining our fundamental democracy why and it, but we cannot do those other things until we take care of this absolute cancer that we have and this raid is part of it but what we do politically with the politics beyond the raid is way more important than that raid itself it's funny it's hilarious it feels good that fi- finally something's happening but after the raid after the raid and what we do with the politics is way more important and it's a chance to clean up our own damn backyard. Let me tell you what I did. Okay. You know, I, I founded the Ride or Die Democrats, and, and people were screaming about Merrick Garland. They really were. They really were. And to keep the ship all sailing in the same direction, I told people, I said, look, I've got a following of thousands, tens of thousands, actually. If you'll come with me, come the end of August, If Merrick Garland hasn't done anything, I personally will go stand outside the DOJ. I will go to Washington, D.C., and I will get a bullhorn, and I will scream, why are you not acting to keep people focused? Because I knew I was never going to have to go. This is the guy that prosecuted. If I can give a shout-out to Merrick Garland and what what I really knew in that situation (laughs) was that – This is the guy that prosecuted Timothy McVeigh. This is not, he's got balls like church bells, people. He doesn't (laughs) leak. He is fearless. And the fact that this is a once in our history moment, because we had one president, the first and only president to not engage in a peaceful transfer of power, that this attorney general, and, and this is why I said, McConnell may have wanted him in the Supreme Court and not as AG because another attorney general may not have had the political mm-hmm. strength to do what Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland is doing, which is actually setting. I mean, this is history happening, folks. It's never happened before. That's right. Well, and it's it setting is, the stage for justice and right. is what is happening. Go ahead, Gabe. Sorry. I was just going to say it's a, you know, even if it's not Mitch McConnell that's regretting it, I can guarantee that other Republicans are saying like, oh, you know, in the moment we got him, we forced this candidate through and we, we put her on the Supreme Court and, you know, or like we we screwed him out during the Obama administration and we forced through the people that we wanted. And I think now they're looking at it and go, oh, maybe we should not have let regular garland evolve into dark garland like that that was like if there was ever like a villain origin story that was it where he was like okay fuck it i'll get mine i'm coming for yours too and i think republicans right now are really regretting the moment i think so too paul one uh one more one more thought i want from you uh before we go to a break and because we got to get to another guest here um one more thought on this dark garland dark brandon um 
are are you into these memes? I can't stop looking at these memes. I can't <laughs> stop. I just can't quit. I just I love them, man. I love it. <laughs> I love that they're doing that. And, and you know, somebody had a great suggestion. A great suggestion. Joe Biden needs to make a gigantic let's go Brandon banner and give a speech about, <laughs> about everything that he has just passed. Mm-hmm. Give a, you know, uh, just just took out one of the top leaders of, uh, of uh, uh, Al Qaeda. He's just, I mean, one thing after another, after another, after another, and just give that speech in front of a Let's Go Brandon poster just to piss these guys off, you know? <laughs> I am loving these dark Biden memes. They are the best. I mean, I, I mean, have you seen how many different ones there are out there? Oh, there's 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 a New ton ones of every them. day. They're they keep making them and making them. You know, the, the the best part is is that this morning on Fox News, they're you know they were kind of they didn't understand what Dark Brandon is because a lot of these memes and stuff are stuff that the right has made, but now the left is taking it and making it into completely different and owning them. Like, yeah, he, he was he was secretly getting your ass. He secretly mm-hmm. was working behind the scenes as a badass. Um, and and I think it's it. This is more messaging that the left needs to take up. The left needs to embrace this stuff, and the Democrats and pro democracy people out there need to put on their their fighting gloves when it comes to the ballot, when it comes to voting, and engaging in your democracy. So, Paul, give us one more pitch of where and what they can do to engage in their democracy, folks. I am telling you, first of all, first of all, subscribe here. Follow the Tony Michaels podcast. Then when this is over, go to Midas Media. Go to the Midas Touch YouTube page. Subscribe there. We are following these events minute by minute. I I guarantee you right now there's information coming out from Midas Media about this raid. They, They are digging into the legal aspects of it. They're digging into the sources of it. You know, I've I just did a piece on the dangerous rhetoric that's in editing right now. Uh, you know, folks, we are not the the rest of the news media. You know, you've got people. Hell, I turned on MSNBC the other just the other night, uh, last night for a few minutes, I should say, and they were actually saying that this was going to hurt us. Fucking how? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could not follow, I couldn't follow that twisted pretzel of logic. You know, it's like they can't help themselves. They've got talk shit about Democrats Tourette's. You know, just tell it how it is. Trump fucked up. He is, his ass is in a sling. They don't do these raids until they've got your nuts in the vice. I am telling mm-hmm. you, folks, I am very close to, to some special agents. And I'm telling you, folks, they do not make this particular move until your ass is grass. I am telling well, you, this is you not heard the it. making the case part of it. This is the, I'm putting your ass in the coffin and driving in fucking nails that's when the raid comes. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Well, you heard because it. You they, heard it like, right like here. Gabe said, like Gabe said, they fucking knew what was there. 
they knew That's what right. they were looking for. That's right. Well, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Breaking news. Texas Paul breaks the news. Donald Trump's nuts are in a vice. <laughs> Thank you, Texas Paul, for joining us. I can't wait uh, next Tuesday. Uh, come back, sir. The audience loves you. We all love having you here. Thank you, Texas Paul. We'll, everyone, My stick pleasure. around. We're, we're going to have Ray, Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer right after these messages. Thanks again, Paul. We'll talk to you very soon, my friend. See you. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fellow patriots, what would you do if there was a Trump supporter right in front of you, crying in pain? because they have to live under communist tyranny. We know what you would do. You'd reach out and give that true American a hand. Now, here's your chance. For only $50 a day, you can help us help those true Americans recover from Biden's socialist reign of terror. These are those Trump supporters, and this is that moment. Send your donation via Venmo to the real president, Donald J. Trump. It's only $50 a day, <clears throat> recurring. And it means you'll get these Trump supporters the critical help they so desperately need to survive under this false regime. Please donate now, because those Trump supporters you just saw can't wait another moment. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Oh, oh, the Trump fun commercial Gabe, it has so many more meanings now. I don't know how, how old that commercial is. It's been a while since you made it. But mm-hmm. boy, boy, this morning and last night, they really could use support from the Trump fund. They really oh, yeah. could use that. I guarantee. I, well, I heard last night he was already trying to fundraise off the raid itself. So, well, of you know, course he was. Of course, of course he was. Why wouldn't he? Why, why wouldn't, wouldn't he? Why play wouldn't the he? victim, Tony? Absolutely. I am the victim. I didn't do anything wrong. Now give me the monies. That's what they're saying. <laughs> oh man! Well, I want to bring in one of the greatest political strategists, my favorite political strategist. Um, bottom line, she's my mm-hmm. favorite political. Doctor Rachel Bittacoffer. Doctor Rachel Bittacoffer. Look, there's. <laughs> we got the view of the dog. Look, I upgraded my view, right? I look much better like that. <laughs> Rachel, so I want I wanted to so badly talk to you about the Nuremberg rally. Yeah. That was yeah, um that happened over the weekend, but it has totally, totally got uh, excuse the expression here, trumped by the raid down at Mar-a-Lago. Um tell us what your view is of this raid and why it is so important politically. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with the dude that was standing in front of the Allen, though, and being like, what? <laughs> this is not bad for Democrats. It's not bad for Biden. It's not bad for the rule of law. And that's all that really matters anyway, right? Uh, so I, I thought that was funny. He's like, yeah, you got to talk shit about Democrats. You got to talk shit about Democrats' Tourette's. So this is huge, guys. I mean, here's where, here's two things. Number one, I think it's increasingly clear that this is relation to the National Archives case, which is, by the way, in my opinion, one of the most legally like problematic for the president. The entire reason that the Presidential Records Act was passed by Congress was because Nixon was taking shit home, dude. <laughs> and you know, the, you can't. So it's it's a direct 
violation of the letter of the law, but it's actually really a violation of the entire spirit of the law. So, um, you know, I think that whatever must be in there must be extremely damaging. There, there, there's no way that Merrick Garland and Christopher mm-hmm. Ray, who is a Trump appointed uh, FBI head, right, um, would authorize and a judge would approve. So we have two branches of government involved in this process, a warrant to search the ex-president's home unless there was a very compelling reason. And when we find that out, I bet it's going to be a big deal. And not only that, but you bring up, I was going to say, you bring up Nixon. And yesterday, August 8th, we've got 48 years to the day, Nixon resigns. And then yesterday on August 8th, we've got Trump saying that he was raided. So it's like, you know, again, the connection is, they they share many, many similarities, whether it's uh, Roger Stone having Nixon's back tattoo and being Trump's advisor, whether it being August 8th was a day that they both kind of had these big moments in their time, or it was the presidential... uh, 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 records like preserving the records, you know, like in the archives. This is one of those things where it's like there were so many similarities. Either somebody was like, Yeah, we'll do it on the eighth, just because, like, if it really was Dark Garland saying, Yeah, you can go fuck yourself, Trump. No, it's not you any know. of that. I know, here's I know. The thing. Here's how we know, guys. I mean, here's the thing that the right's gonna really run into trouble trying to argue the, the Biden administration had any kind of role in the timing because it could not have fucking been at worse timing for Joe Biden than to have this story break. The news cycle right now should be dominated by the um, Democrats' momentum on legislation, the credit claiming, the speech that he just gave about the chip stuff. Tomorrow's the the burn vet, um, the um, burn pits for vets law. Uh, this is not a week that Joe Biden wants to spend talking about Donald Trump. I say that, though, Joe Biden (laughs) and his team and maybe even Democrats all around the board probably feel like, oh, shit, we've just had the rug cut under us. But, you know, every news cycle that's about the Republican Party and their nefarious criminality is a better news cycle for us than anything else. Mm -hmm. So so how do we politicize this? Because I think that's the most important thing, because I think so, so, so many times people say, oh, Democrats don't have messaging and Democrats have messaging. They just fail to organize to to politicize it. So what do we what do we do with this piece of information? Because I think the raid is important, but I think what we do politically with the raid to make sure these people, these lunatics don't get their hands on government. To, 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 to institute their fascist ways. And we saw that with the CPAC, the Nuremberg rally in Texas, and now we're seeing it with their response to the raid yes. itself. Especially the speaker, uh, the speaker to be of the house guys. Like I, I, I tweeted out about how the media should not be covering that as if it's some kind of normal thing that could happen where a um, ascendant speaker to be of the opposition party for a completely lawful investigation without any information, without any hesitation, puts out a tweet that could incite people to political violence, that is not going to happen in a normal democracy. It's a, it's one of the symptoms of our sick, sick system, and it should not be, um, you know, glossed over as towards to how, how dangerous that kind of behavior from Kevin McCarthy really is. Well, you know, uh, Texas Paul brought up another point about Ron DeSantis because everyone's pointing out that DeSantis would have known about this raid, even just maybe hours or days before, because he would he would have been responsible for the state police and 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 making sure that they helped in that raid and in that operation. Do you think do you think that, that this could be damaging politically, not just not just to some of these Senate races, but clearly some of these races that are in Florida with Marco Rubio and Ron DeSantis being 
being up for election. Do you think this puts them on the other side of this raid? It could put them at risk. Yeah, let me be clear. I, I'm a big fan of all the speculation about DeSantis trying to undermine Trump, um, even though I think most of it is completely wrong. And I think it's probably wrong here, too. Um, I don't have information about state police assisting with the raid. I know the, the Secret Service was informed and prepared to assist at the gates of Mar-a-Lago. But I, I personally did not know that the state police was there also. And I'm kind of wondering if you know that for sure. And then um, number two, you know, here's the thing. This is a this the president was taking and hiding troves of class top secret documents, right? Some of these documents are so secure in the original report that was um put out when they seized the, the stuff. There are there are interviews inside that article that talk about con uh, documents that are so classified that they can't even say the topic that it covers like mm. national security or, you know, whatever nuclear armaments. Like they can't even tell us the topic of that. We'll never know the topic. Um, we're not talking about low grade classification. You could argue might've been missed like in the Hillary Clinton stuff. There was very few files that were improperly coded. Remember they were improperly marked and unclassified and they should be. Our top state secrets are clearly classified. <laughs> Donald Trump knew exactly what he was doing. And, you know, I think that we should be on the attack on national security. What has this man done to, to undermine our geopolitical strength? And I think it's quite a lot. And so does General Milley. Well, also on that point, because this law, this President's Erection Act, Rec Records Act, um, the only time it's really been used um, in a criminal case is when that information was transferred to another individual. So do you think that there's something more nefarious here that it wasn't just him taking it and giving it to someone? Because we know Donald Trump is desperate for money at all turns of his life and everywhere he goes and anything he says, he's always grifting. Do you think he could have, uh, you think this could, we could hear a headline or a story that he sold some of this information and that's what this is about that in those 15 boxes there was stuff missing i don't know yes i do think so i mean we're thinking about we're talking about a man who tried to overthrow the american government mm -hmm. 245 years of peaceful transfer of power gone right in an instant and we now know that he plotted it planned it executed the insurrection part of it after everything else fell through for him and he intentionally tried to siege the capital, right? So yeah, to me, this is this is a man that would definitely try to exploit his, you know, uh, access to national secrets for profit. Absolutely. Well, I, I I'm I'm on key with that. And and Gabe, I, I know I know we've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. When when the original 15 boxes were taken, like how much stuff was left behind? Like how much was he trying to hide when they went to get it? Right. And I, and I was thinking last night, Gabe, that what if in the National Archives, when they went to get that stuff, that there was FBI agents embedded in that National Archive when those people went down? Yeah, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, Mar-a-Lago is because there's a, you know, a former president uh, that lives there. Like the 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 location is a, a high risk secure or high security risk area. Right. You had the woman. Uh, who went and took a, I think it was like a bag full of electronics and she, uh, earlier this year, and she got sentenced to eight months in prison for taking those things. So like, this is one, it, it's a huge security risk because it's not only residential, but it's also one where people can come through, you know, as they want. 
And then he also hold, holds events. He has people coming through. He takes photos with random civilians in his office. Like these areas are very, very accessible to the public and are a very big risk. And that's why this is such a big deal because like Rachel said, there are documents and other things in there that they can't even say what it is. Because even the idea of letting other people know like, oh, a former president walked away with this specific type of document that is such a big, like whether it's nuclear codes or it's a location of this or that or whatever it might be. The fact that they just let a president walk away with these things is is insane and also gives an I mean, this whole thing makes us look like a fucking joke to the rest of the world because we didn't have any sort of protocol to be like, oh, no stop you at the door. These things will not leave. Right. So that's, I mean, like you've got photos of people taking out paintings and there's a, you know, the Lincoln bus that's being taken outside, like where, you know, random people taking things outside of the, the white house during the transition. And no one's kind of doing a, a check on those things until after the fact when they're like, Oh, we actually just did an audit. And we noticed that these things are missing. And also these documents that should not have been even given I mean, we already know that Trump wouldn't even listen to the daily briefs. He would say someone right. else read them and tell them what they said. So I have no idea. I can't even fathom what those documents could have been, uh, considering the fact that the guy can barely read. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, you know, here's a guy. He couldn't take the, the presidential daily brief. He he literally responded to North Korea at the dining room. I had a mm -hmm. national security meeting in the dining room of Mar-a-Lago. So, yes. These documents were at great risk, okay? And my assumption is they went down to recover the 15, and then, you know, the things that they really want need to recover were not included in that. And then they were like, hey, we need that stuff too. And Trump was like, no, no, no. And they finally executed a warrant to go and seize them. So we will find out those details. And in, in the meantime, we're, we're just going to continue to speculate, right? But to me... Um, you know, the severity of this situation in terms of our geopolitical alliances is really bad, guys. We already mm -hmm. know that our intelligence gathering operations have been compromised to some extent by Trump's, um, you know, ability to disclose national secrets without penalty. OK, and what this is revealing is that our system is wholly it, it was set up in such a way that it, it operates basically on honor code. And that is a dumb fucking way to run a system that involves humans because mm -hmm. humans by their very disposition, are not honorable. <laughs> right. I mean, you you look you look at everything from COVID and every, anything yes. else where it says like, "Hey, I need to take personal responsibility for yes. the for the well being of those in my community." Most people would say, as we've learned and seen it in real time, goes, "No, nah, fuck that." So if yes. we have those same those same people, because there is a big thing when it comes to human error, right? There's a there's a whole concept around social engineering, which is how people can easily access information and data about you without ever having to actually hack your computer or your phone or whatever. They just ask you simple questions. It's why a lot of people get uh, scammed, right? Because they are willing to give one bit of information that leads to another. And so when you have it to this scale, to this big of an impact of like, there are documents and a president and this guy we already know was a dumbass and was doing things kind of frivolously, it's he's already a big risk in and of itself. So I think that's a that's a big point that you bring up. 
Yeah. And we, I mean, honestly, if they're going to come back and say at the end of the day, let's, let's just, let's speculate. Okay. He's got some really high value, really critical docs in a completely unsecured manner that he improperly held back after being requested by the archives and even like had, you know, arranging to deal with them. Like if, you know, let's speculate and say he's done all of that and that they had contained these state secrets, right? The defense will be that the president can't actually violate declassification because he has the power to declassify everything. What a fucking stupid system, okay? And mm-hmm. I'm really concerned, like, how did our jurisprudence evolve to create an insulated from criminality presidency? It, it seems exactly opposite of what the founders would have intended. And since we pretend to value that so much, right? Like, there is, you're never going to sell me um, on the fact that the, the founders thought, hey, institutionally, let's make sure that the president is completely inoculated from the law. No, uh-uh. not from people who are afraid of a tyranny and a king. I agree with you. And speaking of tyranny and a king, we watched over the weekend because I want to get your take on this before we before we leave you, because we got to get to the shit list roundup. We got to go through the tweety tweets and the trendy trends here. But I want to get your take. Speaking of dictators and and lawless uh, leaders, we watched as Hungarian Hitler, uh, Orban, came to Texas to the Nuremberg rally and Mango Mussolini Jesus uh, joined him at the Nuremberg rally. But we watched as the Republican Party proved that they want to turn our country into a fascist state, and they're saying it out loud, they are not hiding it, and they are not ashamed of it, and I want to get your take, because that is the reason why you were supposed to come on yesterday, you couldn't connect, but I still want to get your take on the CPAC, because I think this, we can't lose sight of that, we can't lose sight of what they did, we have to make them own that, we cannot let them forget what they did on the Nuremberg rally on Texas over the weekend. Yeah, and so far, Tony, I haven't seen a single piece of reporting that says, hey, for the first time in American history, one of our two major political parties, not some third party like the American Bun Party in the 30s, one of our two major political parties held a fascist rally on American soil that elevated and honored an autocratic fascist dictator from an Eastern European country. And so far, I have not yet seen one media report about this i mean i've seen reports about cpac and the weird things that were said but never once that tells people hey over the weekend the republican party held what could only be described as the antecedent to a nuremberg rally and it was very disturbing and it was coming from people like rick scott who heads the r and uh the republican senatorial committee He's no low weight. He's no Marjorie Taylor Greene or Warren Bobart, this dude, Rick Scott, former two term governor of Florida. And if you listen to the back end of his speech, he literally taps right into the Goebbels and Hitler playbook and, and says literally there everything in the system is or, in an organized conspiracy against conservative Republicans. The whole fucking system. He said everything. Tech, Hollywood. The education system, the government, the FBI, the bureaucracy, right? And then you can go and go and pull some Nazi speeches from the 30s, guys. I'm telling you, this shit is about to get real. Well, the other thing that they did, uh, Rachel and Gabe, that was just absolutely astonishing. And they gave the nugget to absolutely um, every elector- election that there is 
where it's contested, um, well, and even if it's not contested, they actually define themselves out loud on the loudspeaker and put it up on a big, huge jumbotron and said, we are all domestic terrorists. I can't believe they let that happen. Rachel, why Why is this going to be so hard to make them own this now that all this raid stuff is happening and it's going to get buried? But we should. So what do we do to make them own that? Yeah, Tony, I'm kind of curious about that. So, like, they thought they were being snarky, is that, I, I guess. And, like, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't sabotage, is what you're saying? Right. It yeah. was real. Oh, okay. it, it was, I, it was, it was them. Somebody might have gotten into the thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, on that side, I mean, part of the, there's two, there's two systems that are, that are leading to political violence. And it's not, it's very serious. It's not funny at all. It's fucking scary as shit, dude. Because those guys are, you know, being pumped up. To see us as subhuman. That's what they did to the Jews. They made the Jews less than human and the Poles, and then they murdered them, right? So step one, make them less than human. And like that entire conference for three days was designed to do one thing, radicalize the Republican Party into seeing almost everybody that's not them as subhuman. And it's extremely problematic that the media is allowing this to happen, allowing Kevin McCarthy to come out within, you know, an hour of of this um, search being announced and attack Merrick Garland and, and say, basically, Hey, if we take power, we're going to witch hunt you over this legal. And I am sure every fucking dot I was, was crossed every T or dotted at every T was crossed uh, search warrant. Right. Like we are, we're, we're in a really bad spot. So I hope people will start thinking and talking more about that. Well, I think I think that's uh, uh, fair to say, and I say it every day here, and I continue to pound this drum. We have to participate in our democracy. We have to gauge in our ballot, and that doesn't just mean marking the ballot. That means communicating with our community, the, our, our friends, our family, everyone out there to make sure that these races go the way that we need uh, for the pro-democracy people. Um, so, Rachel, tell us where they can find you and how they can find that messaging. Yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter. I dish out political strategic advice all day long to, to the universe in hopes that it will be acted upon uh, at Rachel Bittacoffer. But I'm also um, I have a forthcoming book next year from Crown, and it's called Hit Him Where It Hurts, How to Save Democracy by Beating Republicans at Their Own Game. And I'm really excited about that project. Well, we are we are super excited about um, the, the, the book coming out on how to smash Republicans at all. That always sounds exciting to me. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us again. Sorry about the trouble yesterday, but I'm glad you got to join Sorry, us Sorry, guys. Boy, it's was okay. I salty, too. I was like, Woo! I know. <laughs> I, wa- I watched you try to join like eight or nine times. Oh, I tried, man. I even tried driving somewhere else, but it just wasn't meant to be. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe it was so you could come on today and we could talk mm. about the Trump race. It maybe must that's be. What it was. Yeah, it was meant and to be. My- my 15 ring to Oregon Ducks, right? Show off my Ducks jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so go Ducks is what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. You're saying? Well, All right, Rachel. Okay, bye. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk to you very soon, Rachel. See have a good one. Bye. Oh, man. Well, uh, it's great to have Rachel back on the show in Texas, great. Paul. What a great day. We haven't even got, we haven't even, we haven't started. I know. I know. I know. It's yet. just the day is just a shitless. It's just a shit well, show. And we have you back today, too. I know. I was we busy with today. the bunker and stuff. Right, and, right. Well, I know. tweeted out. I tweeted out. I didn't know if the, you know, the raid had something to do with well, you digging I'll just say this. Deep State Bunker. Because Deep State tar- started to trend with these morons. Yeah. I, all I'll say, all I'll say is no comment okay <laughs> like those classified documents i can't really talk more oh, than man. i was just 
overseeing the project of building a bunker. Did you did you see did you see this morning that uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was like, uh, I don't even have a safe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I saw that comment I, yeah, live I, on Fox News. Right, it was right. just up there and it was like, yep, I yep. do not have a safe. So um, let's go through the Tweety Tweets and the Tourney Trends because there's a lot of shit to get through uh, yeah. today. And we only got 30 minutes to do it. Yesterday, I, I floated the idea that we go to three hours without Ooh, your game. I did that on hours. purpose. And they love the idea. I'm not sure how you feel about it. But let's do this. Oh let's surf the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends. Let's do lightning round. Let's start the countdown. Tony Michaels podcast. You have reached the part of the show where we surf the Tweety tweets and the trendy trends and the shit list roundup. Gabe, there's a lot of shit to round up. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! I mean, we've got we've got Andrew Whoa, Yang uh... trending. Andrew Yang trending at number two. Oh, the FBI God. trending at number three. Makes sense. Um, it just it just keeps going on and on and on here. Andrew Cuomo weighs in because he's under investigation and doesn't want Donald Trump under investigation. He's uh, still under investigation. Yeah. Wow, I mean, he is Andrew Cuomo. I, w- oh, I wouldn't yeah. put it past him. Uh, let's go to the Andrew Yang. See what Andrew Yang. Ha- uh, no, I don't want to see what Andrew Yang nope, has to nope, say. Nope, 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 no, thank you. Fuck you, Andrew. I think Yang. I think if I remember seeing it correctly, he was giving his <laughs> he was giving his two cents. Oh yeah. On uh, on, and I'll just read it to you. Well, here I'll, I'll go to it. All we'll, right, we'll, all right. We'll, he we'll gave his two cents it. on the whole uh, raid. Some people don't like the language raid. Like raid because it implies that it was a you know it'll it'll incite uh, violence and stuff or like that it was well it was and technically not te- legally te- I mean it's a legal search warrant right? right technically it's not a raid and the reason why technically it's not a raid is because a federal magistrate actually gave the uh, the legal search warrant his signature right. who, that's what by made the way the search warrant, not a who, raid who by the way mm-hmm. it was Bruce Reinhardt. And he was approved or appointed. Who was he appointed by? Can you make a guess? Bruce Reinhardt. This sounds like a, a really trumped up white dude. So I'm going to guess Trump. No. Well, I mean, it was by Rick Scott, former Florida oh, governor, Rick Scott. Oh, so you had Ray appointed whoa, by Trump, Reinhardt appointed whoa, by Scott. So whoa, I don't need second. to hear anyone coming in what here you're and saying, saying what you're saying is a guy who gave the go ahead on this search warrant is a Republican or at least appointed by a mm-hmm. by a Republican in a in like an alien skin. I yep. mean, it, yep. by yeah, bare yeah. minimum standards. Yeah. Here's Andrew Yang's tweet. Here's his dumb fucking tweet. It seems like this was authorized by a local judge and a particular FBI office without buy-in or notification of higher level of government. How do you know this? He does not know this. But literally no one will believe that or make a distinction. It's probably bureaucrat. It really, it just, it it seems political. It seems illegal. It seems like what Trump was doing was illegal. So what they were doing was doing a legal way of law and order, right? They were, they were issuing a search warrant that had been, that had been signed off by a Republican judge who was appointed by Rick Scott. And and sent up or sent down 
from FBI Director Christopher Wray, who was appointed by Trump. So this whole idea that it's like left-leaning and it's attacked by the left and the deep state and dark brand and that's all, fuck that, dude. It's a, it is everyone that was involved are all from the right. These are all people that have power that signed off and gave the go-ahead. People on the right. Speaking of dark brand and kicking ass and taking names, um, he did give a speech as racial mission on the Chips and Science Act. Uh, earlier here mm-hmm. is uh, here's a little bit of a speech he's holding his glasses um in his hand i think he's gonna i think he's gonna kind of stoke this dark brandon thing uh it seems like something biden would do just just, mm-hmm. just these little easter eggs where he's holding his glasses and deal stuff. with it right That's what he, he puts <laughs> deal with it walks away right let's let's watch last month i awarded steve jobs yeah presidential medal of freedom posthumously at every turn of his life he dared to think differently, embodied that most of American questions. What next? The Chips and Science Act is going to inspire a whole new generation of Americans to answer that question. What next? Right now, as Bill can tell you, NASA has a mission going back to the moon, then to Mars, the sun and beyond, capturing, capturing images of distant galaxies. We can only once dream existed. And we could never think we could see. So here is uh, Joe Biden, dark, dark Brandon, um, giving mm-hmm. <laughs> giving his two cents on uh, what this Chips and Science Act does. Because Gabe, I think I think he's actually he's downplaying it a bit because this this act is huge because it's not just about the advancement of science and technology, which I right. know you're highly interested in, mm-hmm. but it also gives the ability of the American people to actually manufacture these things here as opposed to overseas in China. That's, that's really the intent of it is to start manufacturing these things here and, right. and have American chips as yeah. opposed to. And, and here's the thing, like this is just like infrastructure. This will take time to build up, right? The reason that China and other other countries in Southeast Asia are the ones that we go to is because they literally said, this will be a, a, a factory city. We will be building chips, you know, uh, on PCB boards, microprocessors. Like these will be things that we will be only focused on. And uh, America the U.S. has a lot to make up on, right? We're decades worth of time that we're behind. So this is an investment for our future, and it will certainly be one that takes time because right now, if you were to manufacture chips in the U.S., right, fabricate chips, you would need to do them on a very small but expensive scale versus you go to China and it's a large scale at a low cost right? Um, because they already have that infrastructure put in place and we don't have that yet. Well, and, and that's what this act is designed to do is to help us build that infrastructure right. so we can build a lot of these things here and create American jobs and bring some of this manufacturing right. of this technology back to our country. And you're right. We, we so long for so many decades um, built the infrastructure over there to build these things, you know, inexpensively when maybe we didn't realize we could build them here. And we're starting mm-hmm. to realize that. And America's starting yeah. to come back to that attitude. So hopefully this will help uh, right. areas like Detroit and the Rust Belt and yeah. Pennsylvania. I was, gonna, uh, I was, back I was some of those manufacturing areas that were that were such the heartbeat of this country when we, when we used to manufacture steel and, and cars and so many things manufactured right. in that area of the country. Now we might be able to bring it back. And you, um, and you bring strong, up a good strong, you bring yeah. up a good point, which is the auto industry, right? Like this is our there are two things that I believe are connected to this. One is that doing the Chips Act and building the infrastructure to have a manufacturing for chips uh, will not only one be our like kind of next 
phase of the auto industry, right? The chip industry here in the U.S., but also uh, modern day cars, they run on chips, right? Not only computers and TVs, but uh, cars, which we are in, uh, uh, we are certainly not stopping the production of are things that we need. Um, and it actually has halted the the production of vehicles in the U.S. because we can't get those chips from overseas because there's been a shortage because, you know, all these things that have happened. So um, this will, you know, a, it'll be a direct direct line into the auto industry, but other industries as well. But this right. could be its own auto industry kind of uh, revolution, if you will. Well, let's see what Dark Brandon has to say in closing here. Well, I'll tell you what. Detroit's making some really hot vehicles. <laughs> There's Dark Brandon. There you go. There's and Dark there you go. Mention it. Mention of the cars. That's right. right. Like that's super important. I mean, I, I think you're right. That car industry um, is. I mean, because we are we are an automobile culture in this mm-hmm. country, and it is so important and so vital to our jobs um, to have that ability to to uh, manufacture those those cars speaking of dark brandon i want to bring up a um you know we we joked about it but this morning and i brought this up they were freaking out on fox news here they're here they're they're oh, not wow. understanding what the dark brandon thing is on fox news watch this i like that dark brandon, brandon rises brandon. yeah that's a that's a really that's a really good piece of art now the dark brandon thing it started with uh you know these let's go brandon nazis trying right. to make it as if you know it's some kind of nefarious thing and they were making all these memes and everyone's like, well, what's wrong with Joe Biden being a complete total badass? And yeah. uh, it really backfired him. But watch how Fox News does not understand the Internet and how the Internet works. Watch this. This is hilarious. Here are the dark Brandon reaction after the White House tries to rebrand the president. Cringe taken to a new level. Definitely. Definitely. Def- Def- definitely. Def- what's funny about this? The is- right can't meme. Well, it's, what's funny about this is that she thinks this is the White House rebranding Joe yeah. Biden. Like, what are you talking like? It only it it's only worked its way into mainstream just within the last week or two. Right. You know, into the mainstream of social media. You know who else didn't understand uh, Dark Brandon? Oh, I can only imagine. Seth. Seth Abramson. Did oh, not, he, Seth, he who? Went- Seth who? Seth who? Abramson. Oh, OK. I, I, yeah, yeah. The, the one who came after me, you know. Yeah. But I saw I somebody sent me a, a, a thread of his that I had Wait. to uh, I had to go on another account to look at because he blocked me. But on that thread, he goes through and talks about Dark Brandon. And it wasn't until a few down does he realize that Dark Brandon is actually a meme that was started on the left, thinking that it was something from like there's there's a whole misunderstanding of what memes are and what the humor is behind them. And of course, did a you know, a 1900 uh, long diatribe thread. thread. Huh? Yeah, of course. That he goes, no, let's talk about this dark Brandon, not understanding what dark Brandon was. Which is well, because he because he heard Brandon and he thought it was like a, a dig on the Let's right. Go Brandon, which they've been doing the Let's Go Brandon thing for what, a year and a half now or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. For but a long instead time. of instead of, you know, stopping doing the research like a journalist, he just went out and started posting about it. Mm. And then at that point, it was like, oh, I got to. I got to do this live, you know? And so 
It's uh, oh, I don't know. I think I think this uh, dark brain and stuff, uh, dark garland, because we we uh, named our episode today, dark garland and mm-hmm. rage Trump. I just think it's and, and with the thumbnail that we had, it's a beautiful thumbnail because it really it really irritates the shit out of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, um, well, yeah, of course. When you when you take something that they're like, oh, we were doing it, to, you know, because it was December 2021 mm-hmm. is when the let's go Brandon uh that was when that big moment kind of happened of the guy who said let's go brandon to to biden over the phone there was obviously before that was during nascar but that was kind of like when it really took off but the idea that their their attempt at 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 messaging was co-opted right remember it's not only that one but you've also got the i did that stickers on anything that is gas related or anything in the economy where somebody has a negative thing to say about joe biden it's a sticker of him saying i did that which now, now the gas is going down. Right. Gas goes down. Other things are, are up and doing well. And so it's another thing that they, in the moment, they were like, we're going to fucking own them. We're going to get them so good. And what they don't do is, one, understand how the economy works. Uh, and two, <laughs> long term, they, they are not future proofing. Because what they did there was they thought in the short term and they said, this is good right now. But not realizing also stickers stick and they're kind of permanent, so they stay on for a while. <laughs> and that other things that they've said in the past. Well, and the pictures of the up. stickers, the pictures of the stickers, right? They live forever on the internet. Yeah. They live forever. You're joking about, oh man, we got you so good. Did you though? Because if you just would have waited it That's out a little bit, you would seem you would see how it kind of backfired on you. And so that's just it again, they do not know how to future proof their um their ideas, their negative kind of attacks against Biden or against the Democrats, because it ends up, you know, reverses and comes back to them. It's kind of like a reverse Uno card, right? It was like dished out and they're like, oh, shit, you know? Well, we have the National Archives trending as well. There's a lot of stuff trending on this case. Yeah. And it seems as if the uh, the National Archives and the 15 boxes, um, it's becoming more and more clear that that was the actual thrust of this uh, search warrant, not raid, mm-hmm. you know, everyone, but it is a raid. It is a search warrant, you know, wh- whatever the hell you want to call it. The point is, is that the national archives and the, and the documents that the Cheeto desk mobsters stole from our white house, there are documents. Um, this is the reason why this happened. Now I, I want to take a look back, right? Mm-hmm. Because when, when we discovered that there were, you know, these boxes of documents down at Mar-a-Lago that he had taken. A lot of people are like, well, what the hell does that mean? Right? Like it was kind of, you know, swept under the rug, no big deal. They actually, the national archives went down there to retrieve these records. Um, They worked with, I think Trump staff to get these records, you know, all gathered up back into the boxes and into their possession. Mm -hmm. But Gabe, I really do believe that, that National Archive team knew that there was nefarious stuff going on just by the records that were taken. The stuff, like right. you said, the inventory and the audits that were done, like they're looking, they're going, why in the fuck would he, what the hell? He took that, 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 and that. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that the Department of Justice was notified by the National Archives at that point. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would almost suspect, I would almost suspect that if that is the case and the FBI was onto this, they would want to make sure when the team of National Archives went down to Mar-a-Lago that there were some actual agents that were yeah. knew what they were looking for beyond um, what those National Archives people were, just to make sure that there was no crime happening on the scene 
as they were collecting those boxes because the National Archives aren't aren't law enforcement. They're not they're not part of the Department of Justice or law enforcement. Right. But I would imagine there were some embeds or some law enforcement agents. Federal yeah, I would. I mean, again, because these people that came in yesterday, it wasn't like a, you know, a ton of agents came in like it was a, like a scene out of a movie, um, you know, just like busting through the door or like the meme of the FBI agents like FBI open up do, 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 and then like, right. they bust in the door. Right. Uh, that would have been great to see, but you know, that wasn't what happened. I mean, they had people that were undercover. They had people that were in civilian clothes and then, you know, boom, they flipped out the badge and, or, you know, whatever, but, uh, they didn't want anyone to, to really know. And again, the, uh, I've, uh, I think, did Rachel say how the secret service was notified beforehand? Well, they would have to be because right, exactly. But like, because, because like Paul said, if, 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 if people are rolling down the street and FBI things, the secret service has to keep that compound secure. Just like, just like we see some of the radio fodder, um, yeah. from the January 6th, they were unsure if they, they didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Some of those right. secret service agents, they're like, I don't know who I'm going to have to, I'm going to maybe die here. They yeah. were sending, you know, their last wishes to their family and stuff, mm-hmm. their last love to their family. Cause they weren't sure with the siege happening, who was going to come, who was going to be the violent one. They, because their duty is to protect whoever they are in charge of right. and the area they're in charge of and the way that the secret service would be in charge of protecting Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Like that's their duty that they are, mm-hmm. they are held to an oath to do that. So, and that's where it comes in like local law enforcement and state police, just like when you would have a president go to a certain um, spot for like a, a rally or a meeting or whatever yeah. it may be, the state police and the local police would be in charge of making sure that not just not just that the Secret Service uh, can secure the president, but they can secure areas as they're moving him. Mm-hmm. The local police would be in charge of that. So the streets and the roads leading to Palm Beach uh, in front of Mar-a-Lago, yeah. it, it is highly likely that the local law enforcement and the state police and Ron DeSantis knew about this. Um, we'll never actually probably know that. That is will probably always be sealed, at least for a couple generations here. Until right. we'll know the history of that. But but um, it is clear that there is a possibility that Ron DeSantis knew this and he was like, you know what? I'm just going to let this happen um, and just stand back and stand by and watch Donald Trump yeah. get get wasted here. Um, so I think there's a lot of that that could that could have went on. Uh, the other thing that's trending um, is uh, about um, it looks like about this federal judge. Is that the one that you were talking? Yeah, no. Bruce Reinhardt. You talking about the magistrate? Um, you know, I'm I'm not real sure. That's what I'm trying to find here. It's just there's um, um, there's it's just that the the federal judge the words are trending. So I'm not sure exactly. Um, let's go to Joyce here. Um, she's always Joyce Vance always has a um, uh, good take. We don't know yet what crimes the FBI had significant evidence of to convince a federal judge there was probable cause to search Trump's residence, mm-hmm. but the execution of the search warrant isn't a raid. It's a, um, it is judicially overseen process still unknown. The subject of search. And I think what she's saying here, cause she's talking about the federal judge, but a little different. What she's right. saying here is what we were saying earlier, because there is a judge involved in, in executing the search warrant. It is a search warrant, not a raid where right. a raid would be done by law enforcement by probable cause. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that, because you would take a law enforcement agency and that agency, the FBI, it would be only take one um, branch of government 
which would be the executive branch right. under the Department of Justice to execute a raid, whereas mm-hmm. they got a federal magistrate involved. And that is where um, this has happened. Ted yeah. Lieu is also tweeting here. Let's see what he he has to say. Um, he's tweeting at uh, Representative Hashbarger here. The FBI director is is a Republican. Um, uh, Representative Dana Hashberger here, uh, the inconsistent and par- uh, partisan application of the law by the FBI has gone too far. Here's another Republican yelling and screaming about the unfairness. Uh, the Democrats for far too long have used our government agencies from the FBI to the IRS to target their political opponents. Well, if the politicians weren't such fucking criminals, the FBI yeah. and the IRS wouldn't have to fucking search them and charge them with crimes right this if you don't raid if you, is an attack it, like, on like don't Republican. yeah it's like don't complain about oh i'm i'm a victim of this crime oh i'm being illegally searched or seized or whatever it is right like don't complain about this stuff right the only because if you're doing it then you're guilty but also like if you don't want to be accused of this uh illegal act then don't do it right, right. if you don't want to be accused of a crime then don't commit a crime stop criming that's a good idea to stop. Cranking. It seems it seems pretty kind of straightforward. If you don't want to be considered a criminal, then don't crime. <laughs> don't commit a crime. Don't do anything illegal. Well, her colleague here, Ted Cruz uh, from California's 36, he responds um, to Representative Hashbarger. Um, the FBI director is a Republican. And, and also, have you seen the documents the law enforcement agency seat at Mar-a-Lago or the search warrant the federal judge approved? No. And he's trying to make a point here. What he's trying to say is you people really don't know what you're talking about. Right. And really, you should err on the side of, I don't know, maybe 100 FBI agents, maybe the Department of Justice, maybe the federal magistrate that has seen the evidence. Maybe you should err on the side of that until until we get this. But right. here's the thing. And I, and I want people to understand this and why this is so important in our country, that you are innocent until proven guilty. And the reason why that is so important is because the Republicans don't want that. They mm-hmm. want you to, just like Hunter Biden, like they want him to be guilty until proven innocent, right? He has to prove his innocence here. Um, but also we have the court of public opinion, which is the exact opposite. You are guilty until proven innocent, right? Um, and that is what the Republicans are trying to do here. They're trying to run roughshod over your uh, opinion of mm-hmm. what actually sh- could happen here. Um, he also, Ted Lou also goes on to say, you have no idea what you're talking about. How do you know crimes weren't committed? She doesn't, but she, she doesn't care. And, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why she doesn't care is there's no consequence of her doing this, uh, at least not by law enforcement. There could be consequences from you, the voter. So uh, thanks, Ted Lou, for pointing yeah. out the... And you're going to see that a lot, right? You're going to see the narrative come out of Ron DeSantis and the rest of these people say, oh, it's an attack from the left and it's a political, you know, a political regime of Biden using this, Whoosh. you know, for his own personal attack against Trump. Again, they're talking about these two people running for president in 2024, we haven't even hit the 2022 midterms and no one has announced that they're running for president yet. So like, you know, one is they're projecting their own fear, but two is they're trying to find an enemy, but the enemy is actually within. It is their own party. It is people that are either, you know, Republican FBI director, Chris Ray, Republican federal magistrate that signed up on the search warrant that was appointed by Rick Scott, right? A Republican governor at the time. 
Like this is not left wing. This is not deep state. This is all, these are people who are on the right who, who are part of this that followed the, the rule of law, law and order, you know? Um, and Republicans don't like that. Well, obviously they, they don't like the rule of law, especially when it hits them where it hurts, um, mm-hmm. which is their dear leader. Um, but, but they had to have seen this coming. I mean, we watched the January 6th, eight select hearings. He obviously has um, an affinity for criming. He obviously does not give a shit about America. He does not give a two fucks about anything but himself. And that's probably what is going to prove out in these, in this search for the records here. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do want to take a side note here because we lost a bit of news yesterday, right? And that bit of news was in the beginning of the day and it was kind of a fire hose Mm-hmm. At the very beginning. Do you remember? Because I, I think I even text you. I said, you know what? Last week, there was a shit ton of news last week. So much news we could barely keep up. But yesterday morning, there was almost as much news just in yesterday morning. Because we had Paul Manafort admitting mm, yeah, admitting that he turned over the campaign numbers and the campaign information to the Russian spies. Um, we And we had several other bits of news. But the one piece of news that got lost was the pictures of the notes in Trump's toilet. Yeah. It kind of got yeah. breezed over. I actually covered it yesterday, but it kind of got breezed over. And people yeah. are really going to forget about that. Do you think that has anything to do with, because there's records in the bottom of a toilet. And of course, Elise Stefanik came up because it was obvious that her last name was on these notes. Right. Um, what do you make of that? Do you think that was kind of a floating of what was going to uh, happen in the later? I mean, it was certainly it was certainly floating. That's for sure. But it's <laughs> the photos. I mean, I have a I have a much bigger issue with what's happening here. Right? You have Paul Manafort who gets a pardon, so he's like, "Cool, I am free of all these crimes. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it. I can now write about it." And he's taken the same same tactic that people like you know Stephanie Grisham. Uh, uh, you, you've got people who are, you know, Maggie Haberman, who again, shared these photos of her book, right. To be like, Oh, look, there were photos in the toilet. Some people saying how it was staged, but it's much, it's a, it's part of a bigger problem, which is these people who are not willing to, to, to talk about the crime that is being committed at that time. They're not willing to come forward and say, Hey, yo, I saw this guy eating documents. I saw him flushing shit down the toilet or like flushing documents down the toilet. In addition to shit, um, you know, I, I saw him do this, right? He lit this on fire. I was a part of the team that was in charge of doing X, Y, Z. That was illegal, right? Like these people are coming forward after the fact and it's, it's all for profit, right? If these people were really, you know, country over party, then they would have come forward initially. But right now it's all, you know, how do I make the most money for releasing the juiciest gossip of the Trump administration that was a shit show, you know? And it is, I mean, it was crazy to get these things that were kind of in the same kind of sphere or theme, but it's it's tiring. It's exhausting to see these people do that. They're like, got a new memoir, got a new book. I'm going to talk about these things that I experienced that I wasn't willing to tell the American public or people about how we had this danger or this fear while the person was actually in office, that person being Trump. 
Well, here's another example of that of news that will get swept underneath the rug because of this raid is John Kelly mm. disclosed that Trump wanted uh, Nazi style generals, which right. then John Kelly kind of had to explain to Trump. He's like, well, do you know that like in the 1940s, as the as Nazi Germany kind of winded down, the, the generals were the ones trying to kill him um, yeah. to get rid of him because they did. They I mean, if that's what you wall, want, but, you know. Right. So he didn't he doesn't really understand history. Didn't they? the other the other little bit of news was was General Milley, mm-hmm. uh, General Milley's little undelivered uh, resignation letter mm-hmm. where he basically called him a fucking piece of shit. And the worst thing that's ever happened to the country in so many words. Right. I forget the exact quote, but General Milley was not did not. I said it was work. something that was like a great and dangerous something. It was something right. along those the lines, most he, the most dangerous threat to our to my country right, or something, exactly. something along those lines. What he was basically telling Trump is you, you are a danger to my country and I can no longer stay under my oath and serve you, which mm-hmm. we know Millie did. And he did kind of, you know, obviously if that, right. that resignation level was never sent, he did it not of his, um, of what he wanted to do, but what he felt like he had to do maybe, um, to right. save our country. But, but where, like you said, where was that information? Yeah, where, where, I mean, it? like if these people really are, if these people, one, are true patriots two believe country over party and three believe that, you know, we should live within this democracy and we should make sure that we are a strong and powerful nation. Why are they letting these things happen? I mean, we live in a capitalistic society, right? We have we have been taught in in, in kind of indoctrinated on, on this idea that you have to make money as much as possible, and it's profit over people, and that is what has happened with all of these people, whether it's Millie, whether it's Manafort, whether it's Haberman, whether it's Grisham, or anyone else, you know, ban whoever it might be that was that was involved in the in, in this administration. They all knew it to some extent of these their own personal uh, experiences and were unwilling. Like if there is not, especially like if you look at a group of people that are like, oh, I know this person is a problem and we may not agree on the same uh, side of the political spectrum, right? If I'm a reporter or if I'm part of the administration or whatever it might be, the fact that every one of them looked at it and said, ah, I can make more money if I sell it in a book. I think tells you a big thing about our own society uh, that it's a it's it is a problem, and right now we are experiencing the negative aspects. You know whether it's our own economy or it's the way in which we structure our, our society amongst people, but also these what should not be secrets, right? That's that's kind of it's gonna it's gonna happen again and again and again uh, because that is how we've been kind of taught to go about it, which is got to make money, got to look out for number one. Um, I can't release all the secrets because if I do, then I won't be able to make that profit. Right. And it's, it is sad to see. It is disgusting. Well, we have to hold all these people accountable. And the way we do that is gauge in our democracy. Like we talk so many times every day, every single mm-hmm. weekday, actually Monday through Friday, yeah. noon, Eastern, 11 central, nine Pacific for two full hours on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch and simulcasting from the Midas touch Facebook page. We do not fuck around here, folks. We are on the air every single day, pounding the drum of democracy, trying to, trying to give you a way to look through the lens of democracy to try to politicize this at every turn. That's right. I 
said it. We should politicize this. Mm-hmm. Um, we should make politics about that. That is the only way that we are going to make sure that pro-democracy control the government as opposed to some of these fascists that that, that want to hail the Hungarian Hitler and right. mango Mussolini Jesus over the weekend and then make excuses, excuses as the FBI, the Department of Justice, the federal judge says, oh, we think this guy's committed crimes. We need to go find out. We need to go find the crimes he committed and then make excuses and want right. to and then accuse accuse pro-democracy people of doing the exact same thing that they want to do. And then they say all in the same breath, just elect us and we'll do those things right. to Democrats. We'll get vengeance on those people. Uh, we'll have a personal vendetta against them. It's like, we'll do the do exact, not hear what you just said. Right. We'll do the exact things that we're saying are un-American right. and vile to them that we say it's doing, which there's no evidence that that is happening. Right. So, so stick around. Uh, don't, don't um, leave this channel you have to stay on this channel you have to subscribe go watch i know we have a ton of new listeners today Mm -hmm. go watch our our past episodes um subscribe to the tony michaels podcast go over to twitter follow us at the tony michaels podcast because we we have polls we tweet this stuff and also download every single episode on apple spotify google make sure to leave us a good review and if you would i know a lot of people like to watch the show live and like to watch it here on youtube But if you would, if you have a favorite directory that you listen to, Apple, Spotify, Google, go ahead and download our episodes. Mm -hmm. Maybe just listen to the first, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of it in like two times the speed just to make sure that we're getting the downloads that we deserve over there. Mm -hmm. Help us out. We appreciate all the audience joining us, all the new audience that joined us today. Uh, I want to thank Texas Paul and Rachel, Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer for coming on the show and giving us a breakdown, not just, not just of uh, what their funny thoughts are of the raid, but the actual politics and the seriousness of it. And Gabe, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. Me too. Tomorrow, tom- well, I'm going to post it later today, but tomorrow we can play, uh, I got a copy of some footage oh. from this mm. uh, legal search warrant, Uh-oh. right, aka raid, uh, mm. of Mar-a-Lago, Trump's home. So I'm just saying, look, be on the lookout, it's coming out today, I will Everybody. release it, but from what I've seen, it is pretty crazy. Well, everyone, get Daniel Dale on the horn so that he can fact check it as, fact check it as soon as it drops mm-hmm. because we don't want anything slipping through the cracks yeah. here. Can't have anyone freaking out no, about this. No, we don't. We don't want people to think this thing is uh, is fake or anything. Yeah. Everyone, please subscribe to the channel here. Go download the episodes every single weekday. Follow us at the Tony Michaels Pod on Twitter. Keep up to date. Stay up to speed. Keep your outrage strategic. Stay pissed. Go fucking vote. Engage in your democracy. Politicize these fascists because it is the only way that we save our democracy. Until Mm -hmm. tomorrow, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific, right here on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and simulcasting from the Minus Touch Facebook page. Surfs up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Meal Barn, head-ass speaking.